Hi, everyone. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Tony Chen, and this is Fish and Bits, a business and data podcast on the world of seafood. Today, I'm going to discuss the impact of sea lice on the salmon farming industry. Annually, sea lice treatments cost farmers over $1 billion globally, but if you account for the other downstream impacts, the result is likely multiple times that amount. Salmon farming is considered the most profitable, largest scale, and technologically advanced aquaculture segment in the world. Started in the 1960s in the Norway, today it represents over $30 billion in global exports, and sea lice are one of the major drivers of the industry's future. In this episode, I'll analyze the reasons for why sea lice have such a large impact for salmon farmers. I'll start by giving some brief details on sea lice and then discuss the development of governmental regulations across the world to manage the parasite. Then I'll discuss how the industry has changed in response to these regulations and specifically how companies like SolveTrans have grown their annual revenues to over $100 million by supporting farmers in their fight against lice. Lastly, I'll recap the impacts to salmon farming companies and what the future may hold for sea lice management. I think you'll really enjoy this episode, so let's hop right in. Okay, so to start, sea lice are a parasite that exists in the natural ocean environment, and they attach to salmon as a host. As a category, these small and alien-looking cochiopods are extremely abundant and actually considered the largest source of protein in our world's oceans. Sea lice are a crustacean that attach to both wild and farmed salmon, but in farmed conditions, the lice have an increased opportunity to reproduce and populations of lice can scale exponentially. The large numbers of lice do not necessarily impact the health of the farmed fish, but there are environmental concerns on the impact of sea lice on juvenile wild salmon, particularly as they migrate out of freshwater streams in the springtime. As a result, all regions that farm salmon globally have developed regulatory frameworks to ensure that farms are managing their sea lice counts appropriately. Most major producing countries Norway, Canada, Scotland, Chile, they all require weekly sampling and reporting to the government. And each country has a different limit for how many lice can be found on each fish during these samplings. Norway was the first to start weekly monitoring back in 2012, and we've seen the other countries follow suit in the years following. Most recently, Scotland started report weekly reporting back in 2021. As the first and largest producing country, Norway has typically been at the forefront of developing new regulations and technologies to further improve the management of sea lice. In the decades since establishing weekly counts, we've seen sea lice regulations develop a couple of times. One of those major developments was the establishment of the traffic-like system in 2017. The system was developed as a method to improve area management and encourage farmers to work more collaboratively instead of just paying attention at their own farms. Each year, regions are marked with a red, yellow, or green light, and that color determines the amount of growth for the region in the following year. If you are in the green, you are allowed a 6% increase on your biomass license. If you are in the red, you have to reduce your biomass by 6%, and if you are in the yellow, you have to maintain your existing permits. This regulation has had a significant impact for a couple of reasons. Well, first, it established a clear growth pattern for the industry determined almost exclusively by lice numbers. Each year, as long as there are more green regions than red, the overall production of salmon in Norway would continue to grow. 
Second, it put a costly dollar figure on forcing farms to collaborate. 6% biomass may not sound like much, but when you compound that value over a couple of of years, as well as accounting for the fact that farms are typically able to harvest more than their biomass limit, each farm is losing millions of dollars each year that their region is in the red. With these regulations in place and the economic impact that sea lice have for farms, farmers have responded by placing a ton of focus on addressing sea lice and making sure that they stay within their regulatory bounds. The result has turned sea lice management into a major operational and strategic focus for farming businesses. In order to maintain lower lice levels, we've seen the growth and development of an entire supporting market of companies that have developed businesses specific to supporting farms in their fight against sea lice. Let's continue to take a look specifically at Norway and the response following the traffic light system. Since 2017, the Norwegian coastline has been divided into 13 different regions, and as I mentioned, each zone is assigned a red, yellow, or green light that dictates the limit for growth. In the following years, the Ministry of Trade and Industry has reassigned the zoning colors twice, first in 2020 and again in 2022, each time with two red zones. Of those zones, production area 4 on the west coast has seen their biomass reduced twice for a total of 12%. As a response, I mentioned that the entire farming and supporting industry has quickly jumped into action to address the situation. Farmers have a combination of different options to remove lice or maintain lower numbers. Categorically, you can split these options into preventative and reactive sea lice treatments. Preventative treatments such as sea lice skirts, cleaner fish, in-feed solutions, and even lasers that shoot lice are aimed to protect fish welfare while offering lice reduction over a period of time. On the other hand, reactive treatments, which can be categorized into bath and mechanical treatments, offer farmers options to remove large numbers of lice at one time. They typically involve pumping the fish into large well boats and administering medicinal, fresh water, or heated water treatments to kill the lice attached to salmon. Of all the sea lice companies, no one has seen a bigger change to their business since 2017 than perhaps the well boat companies who provide the vessels to move fish and administer treatments. Solvetrans has been one of the most profitable and largest companies in this space and has seen their revenues grow to above $100 million annually, with an over 50% growth since the traffic light system was initiated. They manage a fleet of well boats that service the industry, and today their fleet contains 42 vessels. 28 of them, or over 65% of their current fleet, has been built since the creation of the traffic light system. Business has been growing so well that CEO of Solvetrans, Roger Halsbach, stated back in 2020 that the company would invest an additional 8 billion knock or the equivalent of half a billion dollars to build an additional 20 boats over the next five years. Now, the boats used in these mechanical treatments are massive and extremely impressive vessels. Many of these boats are over 60 meters long and are easily some of the largest boats you will see at any given port. The average cost to build these vessels in recent years have ranged between 30 and $40 million, and the cost to operate them can be as high as $100,000 per day. And yet still, many of the wellboat companies are overbooked. So what has the impact been for the sea lice? Well, the easy number to measure is just the increase in treatments. 
over a period of 2016 to 2020, there was an almost 300% increase in the number of mechanical sea lice treatments across Norway as farmers began to order more and more treatments. Today, we see almost 3,000 treatments performed annually, and this has led to big changes in the reported sea lice values. Regions 3, 4, and 5, all of which have been given a red light designation, have seen the most significant decrease in average sea lice numbers, with PO4, a region just north of Bergen on the west coast of Norway, leading the way with a 35% reduction between the years of 2017 and 2023. The availability and scale of the whaleboat fleet in Norway could be credited with giving farmers an ample supply of vessels to perform the number of treatments needed to meet government regulations. In other regions of the world, we haven't seen the mass availability of these vessels or a variety of treatment tools just yet. That said, given the pattern exemplified by Norway and the global pattern to adopt similar methods, I think it's safe to say that we'll see a similar pattern of pressure to improve sea lice treatments and a follow-on expansion of service companies working in these areas around the world. But while the progress against lice has been good, the impact on fish health has almost been going the other direction. The regions in red, where treatments per farm are higher than other regions, reported mortality rates in regions 3, 4, and 5 are 5% higher than the other regions. In production area 4, the area that's been red for the last four years, they have reported mortality increase of 8% from 15 to 23%. That means that roughly one out of every four fish released into a net pen doesn't make it to harvest. For the salmon companies, this combination of an increase in treatments, a decrease in fish health, and a restriction to farm less has had a significant impact on the economics of the business. Greek Seafood, one of the largest publicly traded companies that operates primarily in the red zones, has seen their cost of produced fish rise 12.2 knock per kilogram with an, or an increase of over 34% in just the last four years. As a result, you've seen them make some of the largest investments to limit how much time a fish needs to be raised in the ocean, a direct response to needing to decrease the number of sea lice treatments that they perform. Looking forward, there does not seem to be a path where sea lice does not continue to dominate the topic of conversation driving the policy for net pen salmon production globally, and the costs associated with the parasite will continue to be a growing concern for the industry. From all the signs from regulators, there will be a continued evaluation and further evolution of sea lice regulations. In just the last few months, we've already seen plenty of activity into what that next phase of the regulation may look like in Norway. With another traffic-like designation happening at the end of the year, the industry by and large have raised criticism over the process behind how the traffic light system decides what color a zone should be. Currently, wild salmon migrations are the only metric used to measure lice pressure, and many in the industry feel that that one determination is too short-sighted. There's also an increasing spotlight being placed on the welfare of the animals, given the challenges we see with mortality rates at farms. In order for aquaculture to succeed, the welfare of animals needs to improve, and the mortality rates will also need to come down. Just this last week, a report was presented from a committee assigned by the Norwegian government to evaluate the current lice situation and balance that with fish health. One of the proposals talks about removing the penalty of red zone reductions and instead introduce a sea lice tax on the number of lice that exceed the limits to give farmers more options to maintain their fish health. 
if a farm needs a treatment due to their sea lice counts, but can't perform one due to their fish health concerns, they can instead pay a fee. This proposal has just been introduced, but it serves as an example into the development of future sea lice regulations that will continue to push the industry forward. No matter how you look at the problem, sea lice will continue to be a growing concern for farmers, politicians, and supporting companies to pay attention to. That's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening. If you find this content interesting, please consider subscribing to our newsletter in our bio and sharing this podcast with a friend. Stay tuned for more weekly seafood business and data insights soon. Hope you have a great week.